life. Welcome to matinee. Ooh, that was good. I'm Julia. <laughs> and I'm Maria. And someone's laughing in the background. <laughs> I just yeah. love that segue. <laughs> I'm Dami. Wow, you <laughs> Self-introduced. Wow, you beat us to it. Oh my goodness. So that person you're hearing laughing is our dear friend and former co-worker, Dami Oyero. Yeah. Did I say your name right? Uh, yeah, it's about spot on. Okay. It's oh. better than most. Yeah, nice. I usually get Oreo. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. It's like you rearrange the letters, but then you drop one anyway. That made me hungry, though. <laughs> hey. I really want an Oreo now. Is it lunchtime, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like past lunchtime. Okay, I'll feed you guys later. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Demi, um, what movie did you bring for us to do on this week's episode? So I brought Life. It's an Eddie Murphy comedy with Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And not to be confused with the 2017 Jake Gyllenhaal movie Life, which yes. is what I thought we were doing for like a week. Scarlett Johansson and uh, Ryan and I Reynolds. Think, I think there's a new show on Netflix about life, too. Probably. There's a lot of life. Like when I search to watch it, there's a lot of stuff that come up before you get to mm-hmm. this life. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it says a lot about life. Um, Demi, tell us uh, a little bit about your history with this movie. So, I mean, this movie came out, what, 99? Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely around that time where there's a lot of buddy kind of comedies. Um, and also, Eddie Murphy's just like in everyone's ears, right? Uh, I think this is like post Naughty Professor, Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I was on he a. Was, he was thriving. Yeah. I was on an Eddie Murphy ride. Like, yo. this is like when he's like in popular Hollywood, yeah. like not just like doing his own crazy stand-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was very good and funny in this movie and also a little bit cute. He's True. always a little bit cute. Yes. Yeah? You know no? who? Yes. I don't know. I never really found him attractive until watching this movie. I really like it when he has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, he looks really yeah. good with a mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, but tell and us Martin why... And Martin Lawrence too, actually. Martin Lawrence doesn't look like it for me, but like... He's like that. He's He looks younger. He just has like this cocky energy that I'm not into, mm. but I can see how people would <laughs> be interested in him. Anyway, sorry. Go on. You let You watched this movie. Did you watch it when it came out? So uh, I watched it probably like a year after. Um, so you'd have been like nine when you watched yeah, this? Yeah, around nine, ten. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. So I watched this thinking like, you know, this is going to be... A kid's movie? A kid, like okay. funny-ish, yeah. slapstick, because as a kid, that's what you're into. Um, Were you in Canada at the time? No, I was in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I That's in also, I was very curious. I was, mm. when I watched, finished watching this movie, I was like... I'm so curious to hear when and, and where how. Dami was and how he got to this movie. Yeah. So can I ask, like, yeah. in Nigeria, did you have a lot of exposure to, like, Hollywood films? Yes. Okay. So this was, would have been just, like, one of many Hollywood movies that yeah. you had seen. No, because, like, if that's, like an in Greece, question. like, I had, like, very selective kind of, like, stuff that came to Greece yeah, from Hollywood. Fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay, I guess I'll start with... So in Nigeria, we have this thing, it's called DSTV, mm-hmm. and it's like a South African company. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they would get movies probably a year or two years after. Okay, yeah. And yeah, since yeah. Got yeah, it. South Africa is, you know, up there-ish. 
Um, and Nigeria is too. So like we would also get movies like, and this is on TV, not even like in a okay, cinema. Yeah. Right? So yeah, on TV, probably like a year, maybe two years, depending on how popular the movie is. I'm guessing there's some legal yeah. rights battle. Oh so yeah, I definitely. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So you watch this, it came on TV, you were ten, nine, ten years old, and you're like, sold, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, ha like, ha. Yo, best duel ever. <laughs> yes. Bad boys just happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. But in jail. So it's like, okay, they're going to like get out of prison and like maybe like slap the guard around or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then you watch. <laughs> and then I watch them like, yeah, this is a drama. <laughs> I got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> but you liked it, obviously. This was the only movie that you wanted to talk about. Yes, because of just the transformation in me, too. Mm. Like, to go back to this movie and just, like, sit through it and, like, go, wow, I missed that. Yep. I missed that. <laughs> well, it's also, like, definitely a PG movie. The word motherfucker and fuck are said, like, thousands Would of times. Would you say it's a PG it's it's rated. That's it's rated weird. PG. Sorry, I, I don't know the. I, no, no, it's sorry. R. It's rated R. R. Yes, it's yeah. not. Sorry, oh, okay. I said it the other okay. way around. <laughs> I was like, they drop the N word a lot. Yeah, <laughs> the standards are very low. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not full P and V, it's not. <laughs> There's no gore in it. <laughs> but yes, Must it be PG. Apparently, they say fuck like sixty three times or something. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely motherfucker. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of so, like. Okay, but you. Watched oh, it on TV. <laughs> so it aired on TV despite being very vulgar. Um, yeah. What so, did you What did you think at the time? I wonder if there was actually like a censored version. Um, how would they even? How would they fucking censor this? Like just bleep just every like, time? Yeah, yeah. just bleep half out. the movie. It just cuts out. Cuts cut a scene. Cut, <laughs> cut a full scene. Like, yeah. The lips are still moving, but there's no there's words. No audio. Like, <laughs> But this is a movie where, like, when you watch the trailer, the way it's marketed is wildly mm, different from the absolutely. way it is. Not to say the movie's not funny, but it's very much marketed as a buddy comedy. And as I a can kid's see buddy comedy. Mm. You would like and, like, that. I would say that, like, I was thinking about this movie, and uh, this is about the time of The Nutty Professor, and, like, Eddie Murphy's doing all these, like, silly kids movies, yeah, and yeah. it's like, mm. oh, I guess this is going to be something like that. And, and then you, this movie is, like... Mm, no. Okay, can, I'm just gonna. I just wrote some things down. Yeah. Can I, about, sorry, can I just make one quick point? This was the last R-rated movie that Eddie Murphy did until last year, which with Dolomite, yeah, which oh, I watched a, a long time like, ago. You know, he was like an R-rated kind of comic, mm. and then he started doing a lot of these like family-friendly things, and that kind of mm. became his niche. This was the last, which was hilarious for me because like, oh, uh, no, I. I'm one of the few people who discovered his stand-up later in life. Uh-huh. After his, like, kids Yeah, after stuff. his, like, clean uh, yeah. version. I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just going, like, wow, this is almost Richard Pryor. Like, yeah. He, he's, yeah. At, at those levels. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, he, yeah, his, also, his comedy is also really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Julia, animated. <laughs> and animated of course um julia did you know about this movie did you ever watch it i had never heard of this movie um yes. i recognized the poster actually though once i looked it up and obviously there's like a lot of notable names in it mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah martin lawrence eddie murphy bernie mac okay okay yeah yeah yeah. i can get a vibe of what this movie's gonna be mm. um yeah it was not right um <laughs> but i had not seen it at all yeah i'll say this is definitely one of the few well one of many eddie murphy movies that are probably slept on yes 
slept on. Yeah. Like people don't. They're underrated. Yeah, people either oh. never heard of it or it. Actually, I think this was also a box office failure. Probably. It was. We can get into that later. Yeah. Like, quote unquote, which, yeah. I don't know, kind of says a lot about the time, too. Maria, what, what about you? Did you know Zero, this? nothing. Okay. <laughs> like, absolutely never heard of it, didn't yeah. really recognize anything about it. Yes. I <laughs> uh, do not think this movie made it to Greece. 99 <laughs> yeah. would have been the year that we moved back to Greece, so this wouldn't have, I, this would have gone, um, not on my radar. Yeah. Hmm. Fair. I mean, I, I just wanted to briefly like just mention that this movie talks about suicide, homosexuality, mental illness, uh, systemic racism, the prison industrial complex, torture, the justice system, prison labor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like yeah. this movie does not stop it at any. It doesn't shy away from it. Yeah, no. it, it, nothing is off the mm-hmm. book, off the table for this movie. Yep. I know that's why I picked it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's truly like, so much to talk about. I am actually like so excited to dig into it. Okay, go, go, go ahead. Let's get let's okay. get into it. Um so wait, sorry, before we start, just quickly, did, oh, yeah. did this have you watched this movie a lot since you were a kid? Like did it stick it stuck with you, obviously, in some um, way. Do you can it you stuck, pinpoint why? Yeah. Just because like I don't know, I just wanted to give it another chance mm-hmm. later on. Um mostly because I knew that there was once a time I didn't like drama movies. Right? Yeah. So there are a lot of dramas that I've like gone back, revisited, and just like, oh, okay, yeah, I definitely missed out on this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was like the timing. Um, it was just like, ah, black people in prison. Let's see like what this take was yeah. at like 99. Yeah. Um, did your family watch it? Like, did you watch it like together? Or I think was I it... watched it with my dad the first time I watched it. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> this movie would teach you a lot about America, watching it, it in would. Nigeria. <laughs> it would. Um, but you're also not fully aware of that right. <laughs> at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, yeah, it's like very clear day. Yeah, what a different re- like what a different experience watching it now. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. So we open on prisoners walking past a prison cemetery where they're burying two inmates. An old man is watching as the, these two young inmates bury them, and they start asking him about the people who died, and he starts kind of telling their story. So we flash back to 1932 Harlem nightclub. Eddie Murphy shows up at the door. They won't let him in, but he's kind of charming, and he, like, sweet talks his way in. As Eddie, brought, Murphy would. As, as Eddie Murphy would. <laughs> Eddie Murphy in this movie... It's Fast so talk. smooth. Yeah. Is like <laughs> the charisma. You can see through his eyes like there's electricity behind yeah. them. You know what <laughs> I mean? So hyperactive man. Um, so Martin Lawrence is there at the bar already with a beautiful woman. They're toasting to his new job at the bank. He goes up to go to the bathroom and these two men attack him and take money from him. They say he owes it to them. And Eddie Murphy goes into the washroom afterwards and he's like, hey, Claude, I know you. I'm Ray. We went to high school together. Um, Claude's like, I don't know you. <laughs> At this point, I was, like, so thrown off because I just kept hearing Mushu from Mulan. <laughs> Not our cat. Oh. <laughs> Not our cat. So true. Or the donkey from Shrek. Or donkey, yeah. His As character I was watching is this. kind of donkey-like, actually, mm. because he's very sincere. Mm-hmm. And very fast-talking. And mm-hmm. very fast-talking, mm-hmm. yeah. I like how this first scene, like, really establishes, you know, their character traits. Yes. Um, like how what's, Martin Lawrence doesn't really fight back yeah. as he's getting robbed. 
But he's still like a little quick witted with it. He's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> even the, even he kind of like later when Eddie Murphy's like, we went to high school together, and he's like, oh yeah, that high school, and he's like, <laughs> that kind of like, it's like, okay, no, they're both kind of yeah, he's quick, kind of a dick though, a little bit. Martin Lawrence, Martin. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's like, I don't know you. Um. And then Ray gets his bill, which he obviously can't. Uh. Or sorry, Claude gets his bill, Ooh. which he obviously can't pay for. Are, am I allowed to like introduce Yay. any like little spoilers? Okay, sure. <laughs> it was just like a little thing. Um, what's it? Uh, Eddie Murphy like goes to tip the guy in the bathroom, mm-hmm. but he like takes money from his tip jar. Oh, I didn't know before. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought that was really. That I was, was like, nice that's detail. something that he would do as like a yeah. scammer. <laughs> it's like, oh, here you go, like a hundred dollars. That's oh, he like stole, stole the money stole and then gave it back to him <laughs> to make it. Look. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Um, yeah. So so. Uh, Claude can't pay his bill because he just got all his money taken from him. Um, Ray also can't pay his bill. He has like this big tab at the club or whatever. So both of the guys get dragged out of the club and they're in an alleyway behind the club and the club owner confronts them. They end up making a deal with him where they'll go across the country and buy hooch for him in order to be let off the hook for their debts. This is when I realized that this is not a children's movie. <laughs> yeah. When they, he, they tied Martin Lawrence by oh, the feet and di- him. dipped him into a well to like murder him. I think they're at the docks or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. At this point, you're still thinking like, okay, maybe it's like still like a little slapstick. Like, yes. Yeah. Haha, they're dipping him. They're not going to kill him though, right? Mm, they weren't going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the fun and games. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. It gets dark very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at this point too, I'm just like, Martin Lawrence's life probably would have been fine if he never met this guy, like right here at yeah, this well, point. Yeah, that's what he says later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, like he did owe them money, so he obviously mm. was like in some True. shady business, also in some shady some stuff. Real yeah. Trouble. Um, so they drive down south together, and they're arguing. They obviously don't get along. They're very different from each other. Mm. Um, I have to point out that in this scene, Ray Eddie Murphy. Um, keeps talking about this idea he has to open his own club one day called Ray's Boom Boom Room. The boom Boom Room. <laughs> and I was so shook when they said this because it, on Bachelor in Paradise, the room where everyone goes to fuck, they call uh, the Boom Boom Room. I knew I recognized it. Triggers. And I was like, oh my god, is that where this came from? I love that. I was like, is this a bar in Montreal? Or why do I know this? It's now. the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, I was like, are you guys going to the Boom Boom Room tonight? Maybe. We'll see. I hate it so much. That's terrible. I know. Okay, so they pull up at a service station, um, and they go into the diner there, and everyone turns to stare. It turns out everyone in the diner's white. Um, they realize that there's a sign on the door that says "No Coloreds Allowed." It's still 1932 at this yes. point. Yeah. Yes, it is well indicated to them. Yes, and they didn't see it. And Ray really wants to leave, and he's trying to be like overly polite and comp- mm. like overcompensate, whereas Claude is like demanding they be served. Yeah. There's a wild conversation about pie. <laughs> Which I won't repeat because they say the N-word many times. <laughs> but that that was actually very funny. It was it was an interesting way to like approach the the, the subject for sure. Yeah. Um and it's I don't know. It's cool how like Claude really doesn't back down from this. Mm-hmm. Even though earlier you're just seeing him like give in to like being robbed yeah but like this is something that he like takes a really strong stance against yeah he's very like with his job at the bank and whatever Mm. he's like trying very hard to be seen as like a 
civilized member of society and gets yeah. very offended when people don't respect him. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because this scene was written actually for the opposite characters. So right. Eddie mm. Murphy was supposed to be the one who was not cool with leaving without a pie. I yeah. can see that. And that Martin Lawrence, yeah. but the scene wasn't working on set. Mm. So they just switched it. That's so interesting. Yeah. Cause it's very that. like abrasive, which was the opposite yeah. of like Claude's character. character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's interesting to like know. Hmm. That is. But I, it does work this way. Yeah. It would be interesting to see how it worked the other way. <laughs> well, it didn't. I guess it I didn't. guess yeah. because like, I guess it's Eddie Murphy's vibe as well. Sometimes just things don't work on yeah. set. Yeah. yeah it's kind of, it's a good, good idea to be like, it's not necessarily the dialogue that's wrong, but mm. something's off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so they meet the first guy they're buying hooch from and they end up going to this local bar. I like well, the way you say hooch. <laughs> oh, sl- uh slims i can't remember <laughs> but also the mob boss has a good name um oh yeah slinky, <laughs> slinky. they all have like i think it is sleek name sleeky. yeah everyone 19 has, like, 19 crazy 30s. Nicknames. Yeah. i love it yeah um so claude meets a very sexy lady and he buys her a drink and he's all distracted she he can't is, remember his name she is so smooth she's, she's she comes smooth. on very strong Ooh. but i liked it I loved it. She comes on so strong, he can't remember his name. I know. <laughs> I feel like that could That's actually goals. happen to me. Really? <laughs> just like getting hit on so hard, I'm just like blanking. Like mm. My name's Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with the C. <laughs> That's like truly the ultimate compliment. <laughs> I mean, she is very attractive. Mm. Um, it's the voice. And she's working it. Oof. Yeah, yeah, she is working it. So she distracts him, basically. Um, and Ray is in the back gambling, and he runs out of money, so he bets his nice pocket watch that he has. Uh, his dad's pocket his watch. His dad's pocket yeah. watch. Um, one of the men that Ray's playing with is named Winston, and he ends up getting shot by the sheriff out back. I didn't really understand why. Oh, Winston had just run off with Ray's money. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, Ray's like, what the heck, guy? Obviously, you know, got cheated out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then notice the mm-hmm. waitress was helping Winston win. Right. Um, he didn't win fairly. It seemed like Winston had been in that town before and mm. had gotten like run out of town. Oh, so he was like known as a scammer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Because so the sheriff was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I was just leaving. Actually. Okay, okay. Mm. So Claude and Ray don't know how they're going to get home with no money. And as they leave, they literally run Winston's into. Body. A dead man. Yeah. Like, like, no, he's literally walking. Running to him. No, no, it's not like the body's on the ground dead. It's like, like he, the, he just died and fell onto them. I really wondered, like, really wonder what the plan was with that, like, on set, why they went for that kind of angle for them to, like, I think discovering the body. I think the, the idea is, like, he... The shock. So that he could have blood on his body, too. Because mm. I think Martin Lawrence's character has, like, blood on his shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, after the fall. It's yeah. like yeah. truly they were there at the wrong, exact wrong, wrong time. second. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. So they discover this body. Ray tries to find his watch on him, but it's not there. A bunch of white men show up, and they find them standing over the dead body. The sheriff, they go to jail. The sheriff shows up in jail and realizes that he can blame them for the crime that he himself committed. Jeez. So. You sound like Monopoly. You're like, you can go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Do not pass go. Um, go to jail. <laughs> but it's true. They go straight to jail, and the sheriff blames them for the crime, and they get convicted, and they get life in Mississippi State Prison. 
Boom. So they're sent to a prison camp to perform hard labor. All the prisoners are black. The white guard tells them if they cross foot over like a certain line, they'll be shot. Bouncing Bob. <laughs> Wait, what? That's his name? Was it Bouncing Bob? No, the black guy with oh, the gun. There's a white. Th- there's like a white um, prison guard, and he's the obviously the boss. And then there's mm. he has like a black sidekick. Yeah. Whose name is Bouncing? Bob? I think it's Bouncing Bob. Such yeah. Interesting hopping, names. hopping Bob. Hopping Bob. <laughs> Limping Wait, around. So he only has one leg. No, no, he, no, just, he, he, he just, just hops, has a limp. He, he hops just, on spot. Oh, he's I always didn't moving. Notice. <laughs> I, I don't remember anyone's names in movies ever. I think this movie is specifically bad because their names are so colorful. Yeah. Well, in, I thought that, that hop, Hopping Bob was a very interesting character, actually. Mm. We never get into it, but his performance really kind of like sells the role because there's obviously like this is a, a, a black, black prisoners are in this camp mm. and you'd expect everyone who is imprisoning them or holding them there to be violent white awful people Mm -hmm. that are racist but instead you get this one black character who's also enforcing these rules against his fellow black people yeah i bet Mm. you he was a prisoner who was then given these i don't know but the way he played it was so like he was like extra excited to be a prison guard i think you know what i mean i thought that was really so i would say it his character definitely has hints of that like uncle tom kind of feel um so like the inside slave mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh, oh, I, I think that's that's the character at least that's how they try to play off his character yeah no i i thought it was a like just a little like d story in the background that was like oh. mm-hmm. that's true another would have been another cool like interesting thing to delve into mm-hmm. um okay but i have to say how incredibly white of me it is that the first thing i thought of i was like this is like cadet kelly and then i was like oh no it's like holes i i'll tell you what i thought it was like later okay um but yeah they are essentially like digging these trenches and these ditches so it made me want to go back and watch holes through like the lens of the prison industrial complex oh yeah this is like never seen holes oh my god you gotta watch it it's It's fun i think i don't remember we should do it on the pod we should it's funny i think i want an excuse to say madame zaroni so none of the inmates can read uh, Ray has to read a letter to an inmate that tells him that his whole family died. That was very funny. I thought funny. that was also really sad. It was so sad, but because, so funny. Because, uh, what's it, they're all, at least some of the older prisoners look very much over 50. Mm-hmm. And, like, what? Well, so, either because of the prison complex or, um, because of, like, racial injustice at the time, they just don't know how to read and write well yeah because one of the characters has been in prison since he was 13 i don't remember which one but that mm. was at some point yeah like uh, a topic of conversation yeah this is like a very funny way to reveal that ray and claude are the only guys there that can read that are literate mm-hmm. um, they're from new york so they're more like fancy yeah. it's very uh <laughs> i should remember the scene where they're like walking in town and they're like you know working the strut they're like, yeah, got to show them we're from New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's like that around. nice, like, 1920s walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very swaggy, uh, swaggy yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this scene was, like, so dark, but so funny. Oh, yeah. And that like, is... This person died, and that's then this the movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. It's, like, like extremely mm. dark. Yeah. But, like, yeah. it's, like, people just take it in strides. Yeah, like, it's true. These people are like, oh, life. okay. <laughs> Um, so Ernie Mac <laughs> is this character 
that is just oh his character kills me truly he's wild. so good in this movie his character's name character's name is jangle leg jangalang jangalang <laughs> and the way yeah he is gay mm-hmm. he hits on claude i i don't even know what to say about this character jangalang. it was very troubling to me he's like got some sort of mental disability from the scene he's clearly like an outcast of society Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there's two gay characters in the movie um one of them is femme kind of more femme um presenting presenting, and the other one is like this well bernie mac and um Mm -hmm. i I was just a little bit weird like i was like oh cool the the character they very clearly make it uh they make it very evident up front like he has Men, like clearly is mentally mm. ill and he's gay and they felt to me like they were equated in some way Interesting. with the introduction of the other gay character mm-hmm. i felt a little bit less like mm-hmm. that but i was kind of like oh this makes me nervous yeah oh huh. yeah. that's an interesting way to take it um i guess for me i look i looked at it as like you know this is a movie that's depicting 1930 ish mm-hmm. um and like there's definitely not going to be any sort of representation or any kind of like Oh, he has mental il- illness. Ah, he probably has the demons in him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, there's clearly after the leader, there mm-hmm. is like 100% a character with some sort of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who they called it many times. <laughs> like that word gets thrown around as well. It's funny how like it's so weird to say that word these days. And um, meeting people that still use that word like irks me now. Like our word, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Casually mentioned so you to like correct someone when they say that word. Like, yeah, but it's just because it I feels guess it's ingrained very, now. It's just like it, it feels very like childish to be like, don't use that word. Please. <laughs> but like truly, don't use that word, please. It's just yeah, just when someone says something like, I just like cringe a little. It's cringy. Oh, like, it feels uh, like something from the nineties. Also it's very feel- lazy. You could come up with a much better <laughs> word to say. So, okay, so we get introduced to a bunch of characters in the oh. prison, including the chef who's played by Anthony Anderson. I believe this was his first major film role. Also so, really good in this. <laughs> yeah, he is funny. Um, I really love when Ray is pretending to be tough and he's like talking about how he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> that was also funny. The cornbread funny. scene is The cornbread amazing. scene. Dammy's favorite. Ray refuses to give cornbread to this inmate and he gets his ass kicked. Basically. I think this scene was kind of iconic because I after asked Rory like if he knew about this film, he was mm-hmm. like, I think I heard this movie like quoted a bunch. I never watched it, but like people would say like the corn people would quote the cornbread scene it's like, in high me, school. Give me a cornbread. Yeah, that. <laughs> I want I cornbread know. so badly now. Like, no, fuck him. No, fuck you. <laughs> it was funny. It's I will bad. say this scene so was funny. Good. <laughs> See, I th- you know how they switched the characters of be- being aggressive mm. earlier in this? I feel like this would have been more along that line. Mm-hmm. Like um, Eddie Murphy's character being the more aggressive one. Yeah. yeah. Or he's, Very he's confrontational. Almost, yeah, he's more confrontational. I don't know if he's like aggressive, but he's mm. like... Yeah, I think you're... Yeah, he's yeah, reactive, yeah. for yes. sure. <laughs> Whereas like Martin Lawrence is more composed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just like, i rather keep the peace. Like, whatever, it's cornbread. I wasn't even going to eat it. Like, Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can have my cornbread. But <laughs> you were so serious for a second there. <laughs> Not if you have a friend with like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> True. True. So the prisoners like they go to church every day and mm. they have visitors and stuff, but their life is basically miserable in every other way. Well, we get this opening scene of like hard labor. Yeah. And then literally mm. every scene after that is like 
fun hangout time <laughs> yeah in the yeah. yard and like it's very strange that's yeah. like because that first scene where they're like literally just like slaving away at the <laughs> you know uh to build a dent some sort of hole or something we don't even know what they're building do we? they're just digging yeah i think it's just like trenches or yeah something. just dig yeah, a trench and then it's really like it hits hard that scene is devastating yeah but then after that we never really touch and there's on a lot of goofs. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that is basically this movie. Really. Yeah. It's really depressing, but then there's jokes. I think it's kind of the problem the movie created itself mm-hmm. by being one of those. It's, I think, one of the first like few dramedies. And it tries mm-hmm. to like play both while still being like really serious because it's talking about really serious topics. But it's still a comedy, too. Yeah, it is very much like a classic dramedy in that way. Mm. Yeah. So Claude tells his girlfriend to talk to his cousin, who's a lawyer. She ends up cheating on him with the cousin. He's all distraught. Which I wondered about that. I'm like... (laughs) Did he? If if she knows he's going to be in prison for life, Mm -hmm. is it fair for her to like want... Okay, to move on with her life. different than, like, hooking up with his cousin behind his back. Like, right away. Yeah. When he's like, can you go talk to my cousin to get <laughs> me out of jail? And she's like, okay, but I'm also going to have sex with him. That's not cool. Yeah, you can do that. Just, like, be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, if you're like, okay, but I'm also going to have sex with him. Is that cool? Then he could be like, sure, go for mm, it. Sure. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. But also, they have conjugal visits. He but pays the married. guard. They had to. She had to drive all the way from New York. <laughs> I'm not going to drive all the way, <laughs> me, personally. Because, I don't know, I just always wondered, like, yeah, maybe she did it, like, after finding out, you know, there's really nothing um, his cousin can do for him. Quite possibly. And she just, like, This is a well, very minor plot Yeah, I know. Plot. I was going to say, <laughs> like, <laughs> how did you find, like, the one way to be like, but cheating's not that bad. Is it? <laughs> Damn, you dirty dog. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. So, Claude... After this, Claude wants to make a break for it, but Ray thinks it's too whis- whiskey, too risky, <laughs> and he's like, you're being it's selfish, you're always whiskey. selfish. Too whiskey. Whiskey-owed. <laughs> it's the times. <laughs> but yeah, so they get into this big fight, they argue, and they get caught trying to escape, and they get sent to call- solid. <laughs> they get sent to solitary confinement. Which isn't just the bathrooms, right? No. <laughs> I thought it was like an orange. It was like your- a hole. Basically. not like a whole hole that's why like i thought it was a, a little... hole i thought it was like a pooping hole <laughs> no guys i think i'm right it's not an outpost it's not because then how would everyone else just... use the outpost no, it's just where they that's where they poop in that room like you have nothing except for yeah, a hole to poop there. in oh i You're thought that's where everyone like pooped i thought it was like that hours. was part of the torture uh, was to like be in a shit-filled room no i think they have bunkies i mean that is part of it but it's not like specifically other people's shit it would be your own shit Hmm. (laughs) that was also really dark yeah yeah but like that's prison though and this is yeah solitary confinement is like my biggest fear oh yeah yeah. i would go crazy in 10 seconds (laughs) literally me living alone (laughs) (laughs) solitary confinement the last few months has felt like solitary confinement a little bit so the one (laughs) the one like pretty funny moment there for me was um when Ray actually admits to Claude that, you know, the map is fake. And it was the only reason or the only way Claude would come oh, with him. Oh, right. I like, that's such a thing Ray would do. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Ray. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just going to fake a map to convince you. <laughs> that's actually a great idea, though. Very smart. Very crafty. We cut to 12 years later. So 
Claude and Ray, the story just takes another whole turn. Claude and Ray meet this young uh, inmate who's mute, who is named Can't Get Right. Can't mm-hmm. Get Right. Mm. I don't know why he was named that. He because he couldn't get anything right. he can't get right. right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't know why he was named that? Are, are you okay? Yeah. Come on. Okay. Of course people don't care about, like... Names. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Anyway. He can't get right. He's okay. a little slow. Sure. So he's a really good baseball player, and he catches the eye of a scout. <laughs> and he's cute. How did he catch the eye of a scout? Um, okay, There's so... There's something called the Negro League. Yes. Yes. Sammy, and you the... were going to... Oh, yeah, Let's sorry. Well, I was also just going to speak to how um, prison labor is super cheap. Yeah. And it's a good... It would be a good place to recruit as well. Athletes? Oh. As a scout. You're just like... What oh. can I miss? Like oh, I see, I see, I see. Right. I was gonna say that it's like they were adjust. This is still I don't know. Is it 1950s right now? The 30s. I guess, is, oh well, no, yeah. now it's, it's 15 like years. 1940s, late 40s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is like, and the when the scout mentioned it, he's like, I think in the next like two three years we're gonna have a colored man mm-hmm. in the which was um, what's his name? Because it, it's him hinting to like I don't that remember really his name. Famous baseball player. Oh, um, <laughs> who like Jackie broke... Robinson? Yes, I think yeah. so. And yeah. and yeah, so they're hinting towards that, and that's why. And the scouts like, yeah, I'm gonna come, and we and after that, I can see like. I just was wondering how did the scout see him play in the first place? He was there, like he came specifically oh, to came watch to the game because uh... the prisoners have game baseball games that they do for recreation between. I guess prison yeah. prisons, and the scout was there just in case. Got it, he, got it, got yeah. it. Okay, so yeah, he's really good, and the scout tells the warden that he can get his sentence pardoned if he agrees to play professional baseball for him. So then Ray and Claude pretend to be his handlers. Well, they mm-hmm. kind of are his handlers because because Ray is the coach. Like, no, Claude is the coach. Okay. Yeah, they had to like help him with his hitting. Yeah. When the yeah, guy yeah. comes but... and he's the scout, they're like, oh yeah, 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 we're his handlers. He can't <laughs> function without us. I don't know. It felt very like ableist and weird and mm-hmm. complicated, but um, they they're trying to use this as their excuse to get let out of prison. For me, it's very mixed feelings for sure too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you clearly see they're trying to like take advantage of the situation, mm-hmm. but they're also in prison for life. <laughs> yes. and for uh, they're innocent. Also, yeah. I and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. You would do whatever you could. So, um, later, the superintendent's pregnant daughter gives birth, and he discovers that the baby's biracial. Okay, but okay, you missed the part where every time we watch his daughter interact with Can't Get Right, she's, like, like biting her lip and, like, sucking on her thumb or something. Yeah. Like, just being really outwardly, like, staring at him. And, yeah. being, and, he, and the poor guy is just like, oh, oh okay. no, that's not. I mean, no, sure. <laughs> Um, I can hit that right. So, and he does because she gets pregnant. So the baby's biracial, and then the superintendent like tries to find out who the father is by holding like the baby up next to all of their faces. Yeah, and then we hilarious get hilarious setting for that scene. wild, <laughs> wild scene. And then you know he gets to can't get right, and it's like he's kind of like putting one and one together. I guess he reckon somehow or whatever. Mm. And then everyone steps forward to be like, I'm. Oh, father i'm the father i'm the papi i'm the papi but it's but it's implied that he's the father right yeah can't get right yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so oh and i think the whole prison knows yeah oh for sure Mm -hmm. how did they fuck that was my question right i'm like maybe that's why the whole prison knows 
Where did they fuck? How did that happen? How does the guard not see? Yeah. Because especially the white guard. Like did the she, main you think she dude. pulled some strings to get in there just to Ooh. fuck him? She That's probably hot. can do whatever she wants. She probably could be like, I'm just going over here. But I yeah. feel like there's still racism. There's oh. definitely still. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there is, Danny. I think by I this point, like... what, late 40s, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we cured racism. Um, <laughs> now, I feel like if the guard was even... The guard would not be okay with her like coming down to the prison. Oh, to, I see like, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I don't know. Well, I don't black know. They make it happen somehow. So. <laughs> Maybe he like works at the house, which, Maybe. yeah. Maybe. We don't know. Either nah. way. They fucked, anyway, the baby happened. Movie magic, yeah, yeah. Movie movie magic happens. happens. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> so the scout tells Ray and Claude that they're, they're not getting out with Can't Get It Right. And things get really tense between them. They have mm-hmm. a fight. Um, just can't get right. This is when Claude says that his life has been miserable since he met Ray. And they mm-hmm. stop speaking to each other and they part ways. Mm-hmm. Well, they're still in prison. And well, yeah. montage. Yes. So that montage was so sad yeah. yeah so we get this montage of a bunch of archival footage of like the passage of time mm. and all of these important things happening in culture and in like the civil rights movement all the things that they're missing while they're in prison this made me extremely sad and like, people dying moments. the way that the director portrayed it is that that you would see, so see a scene <laughs> and then you would get the character kind of like dissolving out. Away. you know they did the same thing in um orange is a new black Really? Um, in the last season, there's a character who gets, there's a, I think, Puerto Rican, Dominican, I don't remember. She was like in one of those uh, camps that they have in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, she was held in them and she was trying to get away and they deported her. And the way that they showed it in the plane was that she was in the plane. And when the plane took off, all the characters one by one disappeared like uh, that. It was, I cried so hard. It was so like. Ooh, spoilers. Mm. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but they did the same thing yeah, in this. So they scene do this so we can see that all the inmates are coming and going. They're either getting out or they're dying. Time is passing. It was wildly like intense. Very poignant. Oh, so poignant. Oh, did you skip over the other gay guy about to get out? Okay, so before this. So while this is happening with um, the scout and stuff, one of the inmates finds out that he's getting out, but he's so worried about his family knowing that he's gay Mm. that he runs across the line on purpose in order to get shot by the guard. Mm. Which was very sad. Mm. He literally killed himself instead of getting out of prison. Yeah. I thought, yeah, just even given the situation of like, he would rather be in prison than live his truth. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Um, but given the times, it makes sense. But then it's like, okay, that happens. Cut. Ha ha ha. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. That like really, like if this was any other movie, there. that would have, we would have stayed on that moment. We would have gone to the funeral. Mm. We would have like lingered and the characters Stay would have talked about, about it. it. But that's it. But- yeah, that's it. Yeah, and but you're, I think that's to your point. It's like, yeah, they just bury him in there. It's over. It's like these people have these rich lives and then they mm. they enter this prison system and they just become mm. disposable, basically. Yeah, at the same, it's like, I wondered if it was, yeah, again, still like the fault with the movie, you know, trying to balance both tones. Mm-hmm. But they're also in prison. It's like, yeah, there's only two ways know, there's, like, they felt they I'm could not, get out. I don't think that that's like, I think that that's okay, that topic. It's just mm. the tone that the movie takes yeah. when it touches on these topics is very strange. Short. 
strange, yeah. Yeah. weird, just uh, anyway. Yeah. Let's keep going. So we cut to 28 years later and the two of them still aren't speaking. Claude gets caught stealing a pie and he has to stand on a bunch of bottles as punishment. I Awful. love that pie moment. <laughs> Why? It was it was snaps. a callback to like when he couldn't get pies, mm-hmm. you know, right. being a colored person. Right. And yeah, he like fully snaps and just... The people who live next door to the prison, what were they thinking? <laughs> I wonder if like the land was just really cheap. Like you're next to a prison and you have a farm. So you're yeah. like, you know what... I'm saving so money strange, somehow. <laughs> probably, yeah. But yeah, they the the woman like puts the pie on the windowsill, right? And he mm-hmm, like goes mm-hmm. to eat it. Yeah, yeah. he fully snaps. Yeah. And eats it with his hands. But it's too hot. Honestly, though, like tongue. that would taste so good after however many years in prison. Jeez. Claude gets caught stealing this pie, um, and he has to do this punishment. And then the guard tells Ray to shoot him if he falls, but Ray won't do it. So then he also has to do the bottle thing, and this forces them to start talking together. Awful, awful, awful sort of punishment. You know, that's funny. I think I've actually had this punishment. What? Okay, calm down, guys. (laughs) From your parents? Not from my parents. Probably from school. school. Yeah. Really? Yeah, different. Stand on bottles? Was it a school, either, either a school teacher or, like, my lesson teacher? It's, yeah. How uh, old were you? I don't know, a kid, probably. It's pretty fucked up. It's like a probably it's less challenge than a you have to do on Survivor. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little hard. It would be really painful and hard. I thought Grease was bad. They would, like, pull our hair in our ears in elementary school. Oh, I mean, pulling your ear, it's... We had a teacher that would pull the back of Why your, like, the baby hair. Because it hurts in uh. the back. And like close to the ear. I feel like that's just more physical, like as opposed yeah. to just straight up torture. That's <laughs> <laughs> this is emotional and physical. Yeah, the torture. physical abuse is a little. It's, that's you're crossing lines. Oh, okay, that's Except where the line if, is. Good to know. <laughs> if there's a cane, then it's only like sometimes. Wow. Okay. Never have kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta bring them, bring them up top. I do love all the memes about African parents. They make me very, very happy. They're very funny. And also so true. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, okay. Their banter is very funny. Mm-hmm. And they get transferred to work at the new superintendent's house. So, yeah, because they're too old now. Right. So Claude gets tasked with picking up the new superintendent from the train station. And this is the first time he goes out in public in so many years. It's the first mm. time he's seeing black people in public mm-hmm. in the 70s, kind of like just living their lives. And black like and white hair. kids interacting yeah. and getting ice cream. It's probably like... He sees his own reflection for the first time. Jeez, the prosthetics are really good. They are. Hard. But this scene yeah. was heavy. This is fucking heavy. And we, so again, heavy. snap out of it in a split what second. What did you think of this scene as a kid? <laughs> as a kid? I could not relate. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm like, uh, what happened? Time? Do you remember this scene? <laughs> what happened? Time? As a kid, Demi didn't understand the passage of time. <laughs> this is what, 30 years? All in one movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Confusing. Um... I don't know. It's definitely, it's one of the moments that definitely like sticks with you. Yeah. Just like seeing him lose so much of his life. Yes. Over something that he did not do, especially Claude. <laughs> Just, yeah. I see you're on the Claude train. <laughs> Claude yeah. <laughs> I love Ray. Ray's a great character and he seems like the kind of guy who would talk you if like you're with him out of a situation yeah anytime or talk you into one (laughs) yeah but we'll always have your back yeah claude he's a little sketch sometimes he is 
but he's also he's a good dude. <laughs> They're both good dudes that were wrongfully accused and got life in prison. Yeah. yeah. In Mississippi. Oh, spoilers, by the way. They don't really get out because, I mean, they're old now. Yeah, now, so now no, they're like, like 80 years old, I think. Well, let's get to it. Yes. done. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, just as a kid, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, young Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, they're going to get out of prison. Yeah. It's a comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. And they try to escape so many times. You yeah. really don't expect it to just keep jumping ahead yeah. of time and they're still there. And they're still here. Yeah. So the man he ends up picking up um, turns out to be the sheriff who framed them for the murder. Like, da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> so one day Ray notices that the superintendent still has his pocket watch. Mm. Um, a fight breaks out and he ends up admitting to framing them, basically. Yeah. You know, long story short. Um, Claude ends up shooting him and the old superintendent covers for them. Mm. That guy was... No, no, no. no. The the old superintendent shot the sheriff. Oh, he shot him? Yeah, Yeah. because he's going to pull out another gun. Okay, I I thought that Claude ended up shooting him. No, we have a white savior moment. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We have... So this is kind of an interesting turn of events. So, you know, our characters, Claude and Ray, are working for this man who's the superintendent of the prison, who's Mm. just like an old white guy. The sheriff comes in, he's bad, and, you know, Ray wants to kill him. Um, he, he has a gun he, and he has his watch and yeah. he has a gun and he's like, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. Then Claude is like, don't, we don't want to risk this. Like this isn't, and they're kind of like in a kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, uh, the old superintendent shoots the sheriff because he mm-hmm. very quickly believes the story. He, um, he starts putting it together, especially with well, what the sheriff it. is saying. Yeah. The, he, the sheriff sort of admits it. He's like, what difference does it make if I'm the guy or not who stole your watch yeah. or whatever? Yeah. So then the, the old superintendent uh, kills him, which I didn't see coming because so far mm. we haven't had any good luck for our characters. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we, it continues this way because the old superintendent who's like, I believe you guys, you guys are innocent, blah, 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 whatever. He's like, I'm going to give you papers. I'm going to pardon you guys. You're gonna, it's all going to be good. And he dies. He like right after. <laughs> yeah. Right after he says that, he goes to pee and he dies on while he's peeing. It's so sad. <laughs> no, I think he was taking a shit. <laughs> whatever he was doing. Okay, you can't get a heart attack. Because then even, even like you get even more buildup. It's like, oh, the police comes to investigate. The old mm. superintendent covers for them. Everything's good. There's going to be part. Like it, it escalates like, so high. Okay, they're finally going to like yeah. get their break. And it just doesn't happen. And then happen. it doesn't happen. <laughs> and then we jump ahead to 1997, a.k.a. present day. Hmm. Ray and Claude are elderly. They're 90 years old. They're living in the infirmary. Um, Claude tells Ray that he has another plan. They to get still him. have like really good banter. <laughs> they still have really good banter. <laughs> They're acting as old people, incredible. Yeah, it was so believable. <laughs> I first I wasn't sure for a while if it was them or like some older actor yeah. that really looked well, like this them. This movie got a, an Academy Award nomination mm-hmm. for best makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Ray is kind of like it's. I've accepted my fate. Like I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm. Um, and they argue. It's cute because they've been arguing for so many years now. And then that night, the infirmary catches fire and it appears that they die. But then we jump ahead back to the present day where the old man is like finishing his tale. And he's describing Claude's plan, which was that they were going to steal two bodies from the morgue, start the fire, plant the bodies, and then hide in the fire trucks and escape the next morning. 
Um, Which I'm like, that's a lot of work for 90 year old men. It is. That's a very elaborate, like hard plan. (laughs) And then it's implied that it worked. And we see Ray and Claude at a baseball game together arguing. Yeah, and that song that's like, what would you do if your son was at home? Okay, yeah, that so I was 90s. like, the tone of this song. song is so strange for what's yes. going on right now. I w- Roy was like, well, there's no, there wasn't going to be another good way to finish the movie, but it's like torture, prison, bad things. Didn't Wycliffe and R. Kelly did the soundtrack? Yeah. So just why? <laughs> and and that's our movie, guys. Um, that is it. Yeah, may I point out that this movie is directed by a white person and yeah. written by two white yes. people? Yes. Even though the idea, the storyline, is Eddie Murphy's. Yes. And it's produced, st- I think. I don't remember if he has or a producer credit. But yes, I did extensive research to discover whether these writers were white or not mm. because I had a feeling that they were. Mm. Oh, and they're yeah. writing partners and they've written a lot of movies with all black casts <laughs> and like black centric storylines. Mm. And I'm like, how did you guys how did you guys make this your niche? Or like how did Eddie Murphy be like <laughs> I think Yeah, I'm gonna get these two white people to write this probably Whoa. just like the studio. I like, wonder if yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, they probably had, like, the experience before. And it's just, you're trying to bring out um, the arc, the actor's strength. I feel like that's how this movie was written a little bit. Sure, but, like, it's such a black story. Why Fair. did they have two white guys write it? Mm. Or a white guy direct it. Yeah. Definitely didn't need to be, but... Well, this was in the late like 90s. 90s. There's not really a push for representation. Yeah. No one gives a shit. The Hollywood's run by white men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's That's the situation. So I, how are you going to get this movie done? Got to get with some white guys Yeah, to do it. So that, I think Julia's right. The studio probably pushed for Another very crazy fact about this movie is the director, Ted Dem, who, as you mentioned, was also just your average white guy. Mm-hmm. He died in 2002 yes. playing a celebrity basketball game for the NBA. Yeah, I think he had a heart. He had a heart attack, and then they found a bunch of cocaine in his body. Yeah. His butt. Sorry. No, we should make fun. I thought that's what I thought you were going to say. I don't know why. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. But yeah, that also caught me um, off guard. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. But also not terribly surprising. Like, not to, like, not. play to, like, the stereotypes. Um, but yeah, it's like Hollywood. Yeah. This movie cocaine, was like, so um, casual about all of its topics. It felt like a textbook. I, I, there was a point of time when I was thinking uh, about this movie. I was like, "Is Tammy trying to educate us? <laughs> like, is he trying? Is he? Is, did he send this as movie to just be like the black hey, experience?" By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. I mean, I know that's not the case, but mm. it just felt so I mean, it, textbook. Sort of is, but, but not. That was another reason so, why I was kind of so surprised that two white guys wrote this because, mm. like, they didn't do a terrible job dare i say but in representing also, the brutality of yeah. the prison but they system. also like shied away from yeah, anything they kind of just, like, serious they hint at it and then move away from it um just cringe thinking about these two white men on <laughs> their ugly old computers typing the n-word so many times oh my god like quentin tarantino <laughs> <laughs> the um roger ebert has a very good review of oh, this movie it and i forgot it's very Ooh. you should uh, i would even like take some time for you to read it even like parts of it on the pod because yeah. he really like to me in my opinion open, nails it on the head about like he's like this is a good movie with some good performances yeah but it literally shies away from anything serious and then everything's fine at the end of the movie yeah i think yeah that's the problem with you know 
trying to balance it as a comedy, especially these two coming from mm-hmm. comedy two backgrounds, comedy like strong, yeah. yeah, and they're. But you can do comedy that like broaches serious topics. Mm-hmm. I do think that <laughs> the way that it, people do act so nonchalant about it is kind mm-hmm. of like because it is a period piece. Ultimately, kind of shows you truly how mm-hmm. these people they, they just accept their fate because what else can they do? They have no power. Yes, but I I do think that they also shied away from a lot of like more depictions of their actual life in the prison camps would have been would which would have been literally more physical labor yeah they don't really like, like talk about that you know, punishment it's literally like, yeah. yeah they show it the first time and then after that it's all yeah. picnics and baseball games and hangouts this... and like telling stories and at night time oh yeah which was also really which good was a great scene. scene but it's still like mm. that wasn't the like it's not it's just a, it's not it's your like kind of glosses over the like really these crazy like serious things drive the plot in ways but Mm. they never really like delve into them and i'm reading this review now actually and this line seems very accurate the the result is a film that seems almost nostalgic about what what must have been a brutal experience yes (laughs) yes it's like oh those good times when we were in prison together and like we got tortured yeah this movie great friendship definitely like highlighted to me you know if you go back in uh, America's past, mm. there's really no good time for black people. Mm-hmm. Were you ever interested in coming to America no. or were, was it always Canada? Uh, it was... Or not, the UK, I guess, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was the UK yeah. or Canada. Yeah. Um, for me, even like just leaving uh, secondary school, high school, um, I was just like, yeah, no, I don't want to go to America. Yeah, yeah. Just knowing that the racism there is more palpable. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just didn't seem like the fit for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a fit. <laughs> My skin tone in this country doesn't really agree with it. Yeah, yikes, that's... But it's also... I mean, coming from like an African country, you're not so focused on being black. Right? Yes, because um, everybody's black. Yeah, well, so yeah, it's not you're like... You're not othered. <laughs> yeah, you're the majority now. <laughs> Uh, it's not something like we fully think about, but American movies always brought that. Yeah. Oh, right. The, that perspective on like, oh, if you go there, you're actually the minority and you're yeah. actually and you're, repressed. It's very like separated. <laughs> yeah. Right? Even, yeah. Even in the 90s, it's still like, oh, yeah, it's separation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I watched this movie like right after seeing um, is it Beverly Hills Cops. it's like also really super funny eddie murphy movie very different topics very different tone (laughs) if i taught a class like a high school class or something i would probably show this movie i would like show this movie and then show Mm. 13th this movie has like the textbook that's what i mean that's what i meant earlier because it's like like uh, it teaches you about the prison industrial complex Mm -hmm. but like it doesn't it doesn't go too deep. No, that it doesn't, like, but it introduces it yeah, as exactly. a concept. It's an that. intro yeah. to... Yes, <laughs> which I guess I should explain what the prison industrial complex is for people who don't know. This Watch 13th. Watch 13th by Ava DuVernay. Amazing film. It's on Netflix. Mm. Um, but So this describes how the U.S. inmate population is like constantly growing and growing because of the political influence of private prison companies these prisons are businesses and they profit off of the prisoners. So the, this, the system affects people of color and particularly black people mm. way, way more than say white people. And the entire prison system is basically rooted in slavery and 
has been and has been since it was created. And so in order to fill the jails with black people to exploit them for cheap labor, a.k.a. slavery, politicians and police and all these like institutions use their power to put black people in jail. Um, And obviously this these all have like racist roots in slavery and are obviously still in full effect today. We see it with like violence at police protests and the number of black people in jail for marijuana charges, like the way black men are portrayed in media as aggressive, like Mm -hmm. It, we, as white people, obviously don't have these systems against us every day. Hmm. Um, Speaking of systems, um, it, like, segues into... You kept going, hmm, hmm, mm-hmm. when Julia was talking. I, knew <laughs> I know, you I was something agreeing. I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it just, um, just talking about, you know, the systematic way racism has been approached in America. Uh, there's a book that is on my to-read list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Color of Law. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just delves into how... Um, Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized what the title means. The Color of Law. Yeah, The Color of Law. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it kind of delves it's a into... Good title. <laughs> it's by uh, Richard Rothstein. Yeah, into... Um, what's it? How residential areas were developed and segregated away from black people. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was really pushed. Like, building up these, like... What's the word? Like affluent. Um, those neighborhoods. Oh, like just suburbs? All ha- suburbs, yeah. <laughs> Could not remember suburbs. But I'm like, <laughs> residential areas. <laughs> um, how suburbs were like supermarketed to white people and black people were not allowed to like move into like these mm-hmm. very affluent neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, neighborhoods where you'd have a lot of opportunities, schooling, jobs. Um, and yeah, it's just... Just hearing him talk about it, he's done a couple of talks. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I need to read his book. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, these are systems that were put in place by governments to yes. <laughs> marginalize black people. And it's just like, well, it's kind of clear, right? And this is 1950s, 1960s. He wrote this book in the no, 1950s? No, he's like talking about uh, suburbs. Oh, okay. When suburbs came. Oh, yeah, I see, like I see, the yeah, expansion yeah, of suburbs mm-hmm. um, in the 1950s. Which 60s. is around this time kind of that we're seeing in this mm-hmm. movie. And like we are seeing, I, I thought that scene where he goes to the to pick up the superintendent and he's seeing the, the, world. the world around mm-hmm. him and he's seeing the way that, people aren't as segregated anymore like like men with afros and like Mm. just that was like so powerful (laughs) it was really intense one of the funnier reviews i see about this movie is like uh the directors didn't know how to like nail down the timelines Mm -hmm. i'm like it's a little hard to do that when from prison yeah yeah it's like oh i didn't really feel like i was in the 40s when i was in the 40s but it's like we're in prison yeah Yeah. They're literally in It's prison. like the world is changing around them, but they're but stuck they in don't this place. Yeah, yeah, because the system, the prison system doesn't change. Mm. So, well, the, um, speaking of, you know, you know how right now California is having these really like fi- these big fires and they're having this heat mm. wave. The men who oh, yeah, like they don't the, have enough firefighters. They don't have enough firefighters, so they're using prison labor. They used to, but they can't because they like <laughs> let out all the prisoners. Well, yes, not yeah, not currently, but this was like pre-corona, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. So the prisoners have to quarantine because of coronavirus. Yeah. So they can't be exploited as cheap labor, as <laughs> firefighters know. to fight the forest fires so, like, that we, as humanity, problem. have caused. It's, I, I heard that, I think it was sometime this week. And it's like, yeah, other... They have to like get help from other cities and other towns yeah. uh, because they just don't have enough firefighters. That's fucked. 
uh, like, <laughs> wow, you've built a system around exploiting prisoners. Yeah. And look, it doesn't work for anyone. So no, it's not. It's the bad system. It's, it's the awful. Why Eddie Murphy was in jail for so long. <laughs> life, man. Like, man, it is. The title is really like, yeah, they're in prison for life. Like they got life in prison. But it's also, but it's also like, like, man, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but like the, I'd say like, I don't know. My powerful takeaway from the whole thing was, you know, the whole like when life gives you lemons, and. They just, like, really have this good friendship, which yeah. is kind of what the movie ends up focusing on the most, mm-hmm. was, um, yeah, they might be different people, but they've just grown together and just learned to really appreciate their friendship. That's true. But at the same time, it took them many years. Yeah. And I just don't think that that's how... And they never really... would have... I don't know. I guess we kind of see it at the end where, like, Ray won't shoot won't shoot Claude when yeah, he's standing on the bottles. Mm. But like we, it would be more powerful to see it the other way around because we know Ray likes Claude and wants to be his friend, whereas Claude is kind of hesitant to being Ray's friend. So that would have actually been Fair. a more powerful mm, movie moment mm. if it was like, yeah, man, I do love you. <sighs> and like, I won't. Maybe that's too on the nose with a buddy comedy. Mm. Maybe we need to keep their... You but know, it is I a buddy know. comic. So I, I know, like, but it's not. You can't. I don't it's know. Not a, it's it's not a <laughs> it does have a lot of funny moments, though. It does. I mean, what else are you going to do when, when Eddie Murphy and Lo- Martin Lawrence are going to be in the same room, you know? Oh, my gosh. Just watching their um, oh, outtakes. Oh, yeah. They had some really fun, cute outtakes. Yeah, yeah. at the credits. me. <laughs> yeah, they were good. Love Bernie back. Um, let me just say that the budget for this movie was about 75 to $80 million, and it, yeah. it did about 73 in the box office mm. and it wasn't really the success that the studio and the producers were hoping it would be based mm. just based on like the names and the cast and yeah, like and just yeah the time where it's like buddy mm-hmm, comedy mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. just making bank after bank which and i was thinking about why because they really like seem to market it as like you know a fun movie and that mm. and that kind of stuff but i think i i'm wondering if and i don't know if this is the case by the way um i wonder if people went and saw it and they were like, huh, Yeah, this is a little too much. It's a little, it's not dark, but it's like trying Maybe to Maybe people serious. aren't interested in... I can imagine white people not wanting to watch this movie. Like, yeah, I, I don't think this movie was 90s, marketed for If you were like a, mo- a white suburban mom taking your kid to the movies to see the new True. Eddie Murphy movie... Uh, new <laughs> Eddie Murphy movie because they love the nutty professor... And you yeah. saw this movie, it's you'd be like, "It's not the same theme." Uh, <laughs> wait, you're saying white people are bad? <laughs> and I mean, there isn't even like a white people are bad narrative in this Except movie necessarily. The, the just, I guess, it's more about the systems. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But is it though? Because we're reading into that because of the world we're living in today and the lens we're looking through. But um, I don't let know me put my 1999 no. glasses. Really? I, I would do say, men trying to do this. I would say yes. Um, more just playing to the fact that you know, what's it? Black civil rights movements. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like racial changes have happened. It's the 90s now, right? That's true, and there is so. an emphasis on that in the film. So th- it's not like race is like race plays a big part in this film. Mm-hmm. It, it was obviously consciously thought about to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a surface level. Yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah. it's written by two white guys, probably. It's trying to be a comedy. <laughs> and they still wanted it to be a comedy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess maybe Eddie Murphy had this idea. I would love to hear an interview with Eddie Murphy about how mm. he, what he 
thought mm, the movie mm, was mm, going to vision. be mm. before it. Well, I mean, I don't know because here's the thing. Um, and Rory and I were talking about this a little bit because the last Eddie Murphy movie we saw was, is Dolomite is my name, uh-huh. which was also produced by him. Also a good movie. Um, but also a movie that kind of just sticks to yeah. the surface mm. because um, the whole, it's a story about this um, guy named, or he nicknamed himself, like a, I don't remember Dolomite. if his, his actual name, but his, they call him Dolomite. Mm-hmm. And he is this like filmmaker that made, that he's an actual person who made film uh, films that were mainly like black exploitation films mm-hmm. that were wild and like just really crazy stuff. And they, the whole point was like, of the movie was like, this man was meant to be uh, a Hollywood, like he might, he's meant to make movies. Mm. And the movie had no arc. The movie just kept going up. Like Dolomite never went through any bad times. There was never like, you know, how usually movies have an arc that's like something good happens, something bad happens. Yeah. yeah. This movie had nothing like that. It was just one solid. I thought he had some problems at the start. It was barely there. It just, it was another movie that was like, like seventies, black exploitation, black filmmaker, all of that. But it didn't like hit there and it's a, it's another like uh, Eddie Murphy movie mm-hmm. uh, that he was heavily like I think he produced it and like maybe was in the writers' rooms or whatever but and it was starring him obviously yeah. he plays all of might but also really, really fun to watch because Eddie Murphy's a fucking star yeah. and no one can deny that yeah mm-hmm. but also I I when the movie ended I was like well we really didn't talk about anything. Um, serious yeah. seriously like I we think those really... are the kind of movies though that make white people feel really good about themselves <laughs> because we watch those movies we nominate them for something and we're like we did it but i we don't think have... that either of these movies are for white people no or... but i think but especially that mo- exactly right? that movie especially was like you know in the running for awards and stuff and i honestly think that people think that that's they've solved the problem no I'd it's say a it's, black story. It's it's just it's more marketable, right? It is, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. Well, still even still like needs to... I was thinking about this movie that we watched, Life versus like Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which obviously like different time periods and like I think timing matters, right? In that kind of scenario, like if yeah. Twelve Years a Slave. But at one point, came they out. did jump ahead twelve years, and I did think of that. <laughs> maybe that's why I thought about. It. No, well, you know, other reasons too, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the only reason. But. but I mean, I just thought about holes. Imagine uh, 12 Years a Slave coming out in the 90s. I don't think it would be... People don't wouldn't want to engage with that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think it would be like a critical success. Yeah, maybe. It's well, this movie kind of made me think True. of Forrest Gump in the way that mm. he also is like just a guy going through history. Mm. But obviously he wasn't in prison. And like how historical, like different time periods, and it also made me think of Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, definitely. Because of the it kind leaned of leaned heavy on that. Yeah, but I the narration. But both Forrest Gump and like uh, Shawshank have a very different and I argue more serious tones. Oh yeah. And like obviously, Twelve Years a Slave, but like I just can't put this movie anywhere. You know, I can't place it mm. somewhere. It's not like Bad Boys. It's not. A, yeah, it's not it's, a comedy. Oh, yeah. It's not an action film. Yeah. It's. Not a drama. It's with Drop Dead Fred in the weird, like, other category. <laughs> it is, exactly. And similarly to Drop Dead Fred, it's like, this movie is also marketed as a kid's movie. Hmm. But it's, I would argue, 100% not oh, a no, kid's it's movie. it's an adult movie. Yeah. <laughs> Very it's, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the fucking poster, it's like yeah. Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence being hugged by... It's like, um, yeah, for times. <laughs> yeah. By, um... Is it Bernie? I think it's Bernie and uh, Ob- Oba... Obama? <laughs> no. Oh, what's, that's the, what's the actor? Yes, him. Yeah. Who was in... That's who's a the name, by the way. Yes, can tell. 
It's like this is a fucking children's movie poster, right? And it says share it with someone you love. And it's a big And there's the big red font, the Eddie Murphy font. (laughs) Big Stanley. It also just says Eddie and Martin. Doesn't even say their last names. Yeah. (laughs) They are a household name at this point. I know. I'm not denying that they (laughs) should have said that. I'm just saying it's interesting that it's Mm. marketed in the exact same way that their comedies are. Yeah, like a Buddy, like, yeah. haha, we're gonna have fun in prison. Exactly. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, exactly. in life. One of the stunt guys was named Big Daddy Wayne. I mean, he's um, winning in life right now. <laughs> yeah. I love how his name just matches with the rest of the movie names. It does. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Days, what was um. Obatunde's. Wait, how do you say his name? It's Oba Babatunde. Oba Babatunde. Okay, that's what I thought. Isn't it Babatunde? Because there's an accent in the end. Babatunde. Okay, I hear it. (laughs) (laughs) He was the dean in Dear White People. That's what I remember him from. Mm. Strong mustache his Mm. whole life, whole career. Mm -hmm. He's a very handsome man. That's one thing I noticed from this movie. Um, Mustaches? (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of great mustaches. It's one of those like black cast movies that you're just like, oh, that person's in here. (laughs) It's true. When Anthony Anderson shows up, you're like, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh. And Bernie Mac, I didn't, I I didn't recognize him at first. Totally forgot he was in this movie until like I watched it again, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, everyone's in this movie. Yeah, I'm like, ah, Bernie. R.I.P. Surprised Will Smith didn't make a cameo. (laughs) He was still a kid. No, this is '99. Yeah. How does Will Smith? <laughs> you know, I could totally see him cast as like the um, can't get no right. Can't get right. Can't get right. Can't get right. You know, <laughs> handsome. He was handsome. The guy who played him. I think. Great skin, too. Mm. Very clear. That's what I was thinking. I was like, his face was so clean compared to everyone else who had like, because they were like in prison. His but was both Team Woodbine. I think I've seen him. Okay. In a yeah, oh I've God, definitely yeah. seen him and stuff. He's in Spider Man. Oh, he was in Queen and Slim. He's Uncle Earl. That's oh, why I know can him. Can I see him? I was like, I know this guy's face. Why have I looked at this guy's face so much? Oh, he's really beautiful. I don't know. There's something really stark. Oh, he is great in Queen and Slim. Yeah, he's. Uh, I find him very good looking. Um, yes, sh- he is. You would like him in Queen and Slim. At one point, he's wearing like this big fur coat. Ooh, and he's like. He has like all these like sexy women around him all the time. Ooh, <laughs> Uncle Earl, get into it. Which is very funny that his name is Uncle Earl in that movie. And every time uh, I always wanted to say this at work, but I didn't because it's really weird. But in grade six, there, there was <laughs> okay, really good start. Weird, really like kind of nerdy, dorky guy who sat near me, and then me and my friend made up a nickname for him being like dorky which was uncle earl which was like his alter ego that's weird (laughs) and we'd always tease him and call him uncle earl oh that's so nerdy (laughs) no it was it was in good fun yeah i promise it was because he kind of acted like an old man julia was a mean six like six i wasn't she was don't let anyone tell you otherwise don't let this cute girl facade especially yeah that was like your tomboy face too I mean... I imagine you're just, like, pushing people she down totally, the hallway. One time she pushed like, a girl into the... Oh, my God, you guys. I wasn't mean, I swear. I don't believe it. I'm going to ask your mom. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I was mean to her. Don't ask her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, I have r- run out of notes. Yeah. Danny, what did you think watching this now? Yes. Any last, or I guess, remarks? Any thoughts about this movie? Um, definitely, like, 
yeah, revisiting old movies because um, you always have like a different perspective mm-hmm. um, from. It's the point of the podcast, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost like I planned it. But yeah, this I definitely like really um, clicked with the whole buddy comedy mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, just them being friends, like thick. Well, not really that thick since they had like a period of like not talking. True. But they were still like thick as thieves. Um, mm. They've been through a lot of shit together. Yeah. And just like the end scene where it's like, hey, I was arguing with you about something. It's like, I don't remember. It's like, that was really just cute. Watch the game. Yeah. I really liked that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to like grow old with someone like that. They're life partners. Yeah. And I totally like pictured like you guys being them. Aww. Like, we don't really argue. Yeah. Just you're going to start arguing more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to argue. Great. <laughs> We're not talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> kind of make things a little spice dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, though. But yeah. Um, it's true. Who doesn't love a good buddy, buddy <laughs> dynamic? The way they highlighted um, some of the racism mm-hmm. that's very clear and palpable at the time. Um, yeah, it's a good introduction. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel overwhelmed, but you shouldn't also like have rose-colored glasses about it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, it's an easy pill to swallow. Yeah. Compared to reality. Did you <laughs> perceive this movie as a comedy when you first saw it? As a kid, no. I definitely saw more of the drama elements. Okay, okay. Totally missed, like, the... Because the comedic timing is more clever. Yeah. Than, like... It's subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than, like, uh, oh, I'm going to use a bat and hit you on the head. Boink. Oh, <laughs> you're out cold now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. It's a little more nuanced. You expected it to be, like, slapstick. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, and it's not. But that's interesting that you saw it anyway. You saw it and liked it anyway. Like, as a kid? Yeah. Oh, gosh, no, I hated it. Oh, <laughs> what? How did you not say that until now? <laughs> oh, gosh, okay, no. Okay, <laughs> but that's interesting because we it's always definitely... have people who are like, yes, this movie inf- impacted me in a positive way. Mm. But it impacted you in a negative way? Please elaborate. I want to say it's, like, negative. Like, I didn't feel bad about myself after the movie. No, but I mean, but like, like, you didn't like this movie. <laughs> I didn't. It didn't resonate with me okay. um, as much as other Eddie Murphy comedies had. But it stayed in your brain for some reason. Yeah, because it's one of the few Eddie Murphy's movies that didn't resonate with me. Oh, I, okay. Right. You were expecting it mm-hmm. to be like your classic Eddie Murphy movie and then it wasn't? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. So that's why I wanted to revisit it. Right. Do you um, remember it being like heavy on like the as a kid, topic yeah. of yeah. like racism and oh, like the yeah. prison? Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. were aware of that. <laughs> um, some of them, right? Okay. Because... It's it's an introduction, right? Um, yeah. I'm like, what, nine, ten? Yeah, that's like, wild. What is racism? <laughs> like, <laughs> There's so many curse words. You watch it with your dad? Didn't he say anything? <laughs> it was either bleeped. It was definitely like, you know. Probably. After oh, okay, after okay, okay. nine o'clock showing of the movie kind of thing, right? <laughs> Ooh, nine like, o'clock. <laughs> after nine, that's when the good stuff I'm happens. I'm like, hey, dad, let's tune in and watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And he probably said it a couple of times. There are a few movies I've watched with my dad, and he's just like, mm, I'm not sure this is age appropriate for you. <laughs> so, like, he probably said that for this movie, too. And let you watch it anyway. Yeah, because he's, like, dying of laughter. And I'm like, What's, why is this man laughing so hard? Interesting. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. It's, like, such a classic dad move. Yeah. <laughs> Let's roll over this one. But, yeah, they're just so such, like, really clever clever writing uh, mm-hmm. with the jokes. Um like the scene where you know he just loses his watch, and he's like telling um, Claw like, "Don't talk to me about watches." <laughs> I don't think it would have been writing. I think it, w- it was probably improv. Yeah. I think I, f- yeah. I that's how what I felt. I yeah. felt like oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of the you're definitely on yeah you're definitely on point there. That's true. Yeah. I feel like they if if the camera's on Eddie Murphy, <laughs> he's just imp- like he's he just really coming is up with the shit. Star. Like mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence is taking a secondary role. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have as fun of a character, but I think it's just because he's not as fun of a person. <laughs> do you have beef with Martin? No. Oh, wait, maybe I do. Why do I? Did he get in trouble for something? I think I just really like Eddie Murphy. I'm very attached to him because he's he's uh, Mushu, Mushu and yeah. Donkey. Yeah. He's done a lot of really and good movies. And he's done a bunch of other, millions of other things. He's very funny on Saturday Night Live, you know. Mm. Hmm. He's also had a lot of really bad movies. He had that song. Yeah, he did a bunch of really, oh. like, bombs. Oh. <laughs> I tried liking, uh, what's it, Haunted House? Oh, he did one, Vampires in Brooklyn or something, Have you seen um, uh, the music video for Party All the Time? You know he had a singing career? Fuck. No. You guys haven't seen this? What are you talking this about? This song is a certified bob. Party All the Time. It's about a, him dating a girl who wants to party all the time. Wait, can like, we, I don't know what to do. Can we watch it after yeah. the re-roll of credits <laughs> yes, or whatever we absolutely. do? This is our B-roll. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's also, like, given the time, the movies, you know, they have, like, their B-rolls after just, mm-hmm, like, showing. Like, just, like, the bloopers. The bloopers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I missed those. BTS. <laughs> so, what did you think about it now? Um, it's a good movie to like watch on a Friday night. Um, you That's can definitely... what I did, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you can definitely watch it like a bunch of friends, get a couple of good laughs, and like mm-hmm. help you segue into like topics that may not naturally come up. That's very beautiful, Danny. <laughs> it yeah, I mean, I had some good conversations with Rory about it, yeah. and we definitely had a good conversation That's about true. it. Now. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. <sighs> Yeah, it's a little. It takes a little bit long. It like it's a little mm. like long in the beginning to get to the point. Like there's a lot of talking and no, yeah. nothing happening. Yeah. Which as a kid, you're not. Yeah, you're not for that. No, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. true. I can see that. I was like, yeah, this is this is a lot of dialogue. My, heavy. I was very committed to the first like half hour of the movie, and then I realized that mm. they they hadn't even gotten to jail yet, and <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, and then I kind of like zoned out a little bit after that, just kind of like. Like, I, yeah, I get really to didn't it. know where it was going though because it's mm. like you said before you're expecting them to get out they keep making all these attempts and they don't and so it kept surprising me that they're like, wearing they're still yeah. in jail they're still in jail they're still in jail and yeah. it, honestly I was a little bit like bored by that <laughs> by the end yeah because I wanted a change of scenery yeah there's no I guess there's a few actions happening if you really put it in down and you had to like write mm-hmm. down the beats mm-hmm. it would be like they're in New York they meet they get they go to Mississippi, they get captured, they're in prison, they try to escape, they try to escape, mm-hmm. they try to escape, their and friend leaves, their the friends life. died, mm-hmm. yeah. they get used to it, they mur- murder the sheriff, yeah. they get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they... I don't know, it also makes me wonder, like, where did all the budget go? Like To the actors. 
Oh, oh yeah, that's 100%. so true. That's so true. I think they had six-figure salaries. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I read about that. Yeah. They must have. They were big Especially stars. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, this is a cast, because they the locations weren't anything crazy. And no. No, no, this is, the money went to them. Good mm. point, good point. Should we get to our final thoughts? We should get to our final thoughts. So we rate the movies on the Mushu scale, which is very appropriate for an Eddie Murphy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, zero or one being the worst and five being the best. And you can give increments too. You can yeah. give it like a half if you want. As a kid, I always wish I could talk like Eddie Murphy, like as fast and quick-witted. Yeah. Like, oh, who comes up with jokes that quickly? I know. He is very talented. He, him and Robin Williams. For yeah. me, are like Ooh. the two mm. that you see the electricity behind like the Perry. eyes. They're yeah. very nineties comedians, in a, in not the same pace, but fi- maybe more physically. Mm. But the two, I think, just in terms of fast talk, yeah, the two of them are like on a pedestal up there for me. Totally, totally. Nice. Hmm. So. Yeah, Jim Carrey is like just I was off topic entirely, but yeah, Jim Carrey. Um, I think I watched a documentary about. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And just <laughs> how dedicated he is to like that craft. Yeah. Well, um, think of how much commitment that takes, really, and like energy and. Yeah, just sticking with it, and it's just yeah. like I guess it's not fake. It's just him now. Mm. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's really kind of you know faded from the spotlight a little bit. Mm. He's sixty. That's so, fair. Yeah. yeah. Totally just retiring fair. in peace. Yeah. I'm sure he'd produce something if he really wanted to. And I don't know, money's probably really good for him right now. He hosted SNL this past year for the first time. He did, Ooh. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. And he did Dolomite last year. I mean, I'm sure he's like sitting on some Shrek money. Oh, he's, <laughs> you know he's what I mean? probably doing pretty yeah. well. Oh, I'm sure. If I was going to rate the movie, I think I'll give it like a solid 3.5 okay. or 3.2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like... Like, yeah, I, I can enjoy this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm also fully aware of its flaws, you know, because of, one, what it's trying to tackle. It's a pretty big topic, and it, like, mm-hmm. touches on so many other topics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a comedy, yeah, it's solid. It has, like, its good moments. Yeah. Hmm. Julius? Yeah, I, w- I will give it three stars, three mushus. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, a great error. I'll give it three mooshus. Um, I agree that it covers a lot of really interesting territory and it is very funny. I, there's a star deducted for the way it was marketed, mm. um, which I understand why it was difficult to market, but I don't think that marketing it as a buddy comedy was really the right choice. And so that mm. just, it just really, um, decentered me i guess in a way that i wasn't expecting um but you know what sometimes that's very good hmm. mm-hmm. yeah no i very similar thoughts i was thinking the exact same thing like i'd give it like i think i was between the 2.5 and a 3 mm-hmm. hmm. somewhere there and i'm just like if i had to write a review i wish i could write it as well as roger Ebert. <laughs> yeah used to be like yes oh which we have to read after some glorious <laughs> moments like pure comedy pure talent of our actors Mm. but it falls short in like either don't talk about these things or really talk about them and maybe obviously like how can you fault a movie it's 19 fucking 99 and like no one knows what they're doing everyone's white like on set and you know it's probably very hard to really do this but like i Mm. guess 
especially if it's an Eddie Murphy movie, maybe uh, I would have liked it to have been more from clearly like. I would like to see the serious version of this movie, and I would like to see the comedy version of this movie. That's a as good, two separate yeah. movies. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe like just have 2. like your 5. comedy. Exactly, yeah. your buddy comedy. They're in jail. There's antics. They got falsely accused. Ha ha. And then they get out. <laughs> exactly. They escape. It's silly. And then I would also like to see the serious where they just die for real. <laughs> <laughs> it's four minutes long. They just get a shot at the. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I understand, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, good, uh, good movie, Demi. Woo. <laughs> woo. I've never heard you made that sound before. <laughs> I'm a woo person. <laughs> Quarantine has made him a woo person. We're all changing so much, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything you want to, like, plug or anything? Um, I'm a little mad that Netflix took this off, by the way. Oh, yeah. Which is really weird because they just put it on, like, December sometime oh. last year. Yeah. I know, oh, right? Weird. I was like, because I watched it on Netflix again. And then that's when I told you about it. Um, and then went back to watch it again. I was like, where is it? Yeah. It's like, remind me what later when it comes on. I was like, that's short. Bitch, I just watched this. <laughs> what do you mean, remind me? Weird. I wonder if people weren't watching it or something. Because yeah, I read it was on like Netflix Spain oh, and or like weird. some Europe, somewhere in Europe. And I was Very like, strange. I'm not getting a fucking IP address <laughs> no, for that. But like, I just downloaded it. <laughs> well, I mean, it was hard to find. It was very hard to find. And where did you watch it? It was hard to find it? information. Dammy sent me a stream, which had so many pop-up windows. I know. And they were so funny because they said after. Sugar Mom instead of Sugar Mommy. <laughs> hey, I'm your Sugar Mom. But like, after you get through all the pop-ups, it's fine. Then it was smooth sailing. But it was very hard to find information about this movie. Yeah. It was very hard mm-hmm, to find mm-hmm. it to watch. Oh, uh, it's definitely one of, like, yeah, most slept on you're um, right eddie murphy movies for sure yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i would i would recommend people watch it mm-hmm. yeah check it out don't let your kids watch it though Ooh. yeah i don't think so i mean there's so many curses. <laughs> there's words. other ways to expose them to, you know the problems with 100%. society <laughs> yeah if you're te- if you're like a later high school teacher or like at a first university <laughs> year cool, classes like, and you're so. cool yeah <laughs> you should uh, maybe instead of getting them to read a textbook make them watch this movie Racism is bad. <laughs> wow, we should become teachers. No, neither. <laughs> but Demi, it will be like, sir, I, we can't hear you. What are you saying? Guys, come closer. <laughs> All your students would have a crush on you and it would be so annoying. And he would love it. He would love it so much. It would be so annoying. You'd come to the class crush like shirtless. Wow. Like oh, you shut Oh, up. you know when you oh, accidentally What's take so... your um, pullover off and instead you t- you also lift your shirt up a little it's bit? Like... You do that every day. It's like, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, you my guys, my abs. Don't I'm look so at them. I'm so sorry. Oh, my six-pack accidentally guys, slipped out. But like quarantine, though, has ruined my abs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we are. None of us are in the shape yeah, we were before. Uh, no. But I gained weight, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah, you look great. Thanks. The booty's popping. and on that note on that note guys thank you so much for joining us once more we're getting better at this so more people should be listening and why aren't you listening i mean you are listening you're you're hearing this okay i got i tried a different thing i I, I support you i support you go on Uh, no that's all i had to say um please tell your friends i think we think that this podcast is great and um you all should itunes give us a good review tell your friends um 
funny story ish. Not that, oh. not that funny. We were gonna end Calm. the podcast, <laughs> yeah, but okay. go on. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I was just gonna make just like a slight comment about matinee. I thought it was Manatee the first time. <laughs> and there's actually another podcast about movies called Manatee. Dude, someone I said this movies to me last Manatee. Week. Someone was like Manatee with Maria and Julia and then like someone else made a joke about it. I'm sorry. It was like my uncle or something. There's actually Wait, but did you hear the part where there's actually a movie podcast called Manatee? Yeah, no. It's called like Movie Manatee. Did you listen to that first no, by accident? I could tell. <laughs> I like wait, Shit. that's not the poster Should they put. Should we rename? Up. I don't know. This is like when Maria thought that my Instagram handle was Julia Hooby for like three It is years. Julia Hooby. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's your handle? Julia like Hooby, a... host of Manatee. Hooby. <laughs> 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 well, on that note, thanks from the whole crew here at Manatee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Julia Hooby. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks, Dammy. Thanks for having me.